So if this is what happened in just five, six years, I can't imagine how it'll be in the next five, six years. And we started talking and I realized he went to college here in Itanagar. <laughs> We're from the same place then. Just just one just one event will like help it spread like a wildfire, you know. Welcome to the seventh episode of Indian MMA Origin Stories, which is an interview series through which we at Locker Room try to cover the origin stories of Indian MMA gyms, fight teams, promotions, events and whatnot. This is Ranjit Ravindran here and in the seventh episode we will be featuring Higyo Tarak who is the man behind Abrasumenti Academy in Arunachal Pradesh. Here is his story. So Higyo, uh, welcome to this Indian Emergent series. So how's it going there in Arunachal? Uh, it's, it's not that great. It's okay. I think Corona is just starting to spread. So we just, we're going into a lockdown again next week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not that okay. good. It's okay. We're, we're managing. Okay. So I'm assuming that the gyms are currently closed as well due to that. Yeah, I mean, it's not, they didn't tell us to, but because our sport is so, like, you have to be always in contact, you know, it's, it's not safe. So we we had to, like, close it. So we closed it, over, I think, a week back. Okay, cool. So coming to Abrusamante Academy. So we'll start with the name itself. So from what I understand, it's taken from some Spanish proverb. So yes, what's exactly. the story behind your name? Okay, so I always get asked, and, and then... Like I always find new uh, meaning to the like I, I I'll explain. So so um, the thing is um, before I started doing MMA, I mean I started learning MMA. I was um not a very calm guy, kid, whatever. So I always get like every chance I got, I would try to act macho, no, without knowing anything. And in my head, I'm like the next I don't know Mike Tyson, <laughs> just looking for trouble. So after doing MMA, after joining MMA, it like it opened my my mindset, and I realized like what I was doing is not is not something you should be doing. It's like the the most stupid thing someone can do, and the worst thing is um I see this what like I was in the youth today of our state, no, and that's why since MMA helped me open my mind, uh, Abrasumente means. It's taken from a Spanish proverb, Abrasumente uh, a la realidad, which means open your eyes to reality. So it, it struck me, you know. So that's why um, I named it Abrasumente Academy because I wanted the people from my state, like the, the ones that I see myself in, to go through the same changes that I went through, you know, to experience what it really is. So that's why I wanted to open their, their, their eyes, their mind. That's why I took the name Abrasumente Academy. Did you have any other names in mind before you came across, across this proverb? Uh, you know, actually, no. <laughs> so there was this song, Abrasumente is also a song, you can Google it. It's uh-huh. a, it was one of my favorite songs. So I think even before I started learning MMA, so it, it always had that soft spot in my heart. You know? So once I realized that this is what I'll be going to do for the rest of my life, so I like, I, I don't know, it, it, all just, it all just made sense suddenly. So, how did your journey in combat sports start? Like you told that you have been into a lot of trouble before starting MMA. So, how was that transition, or how did you discover MMA? So, me, my start, my journey started with um, we, me, and my elder brother. We used to watch UFC fights on DVDs, you know. So, like we that that was how we used to bond, just watching fights and enjoying, and then. 
he would always like try to get me involved but since there was no infrastructure here he would give me gifts uh, like gloves and a punching bag and stuff no so he always gives me all that so that's why I, i started like doing on my own <laughs> so it doesn't make sense anymore so that's how i started learning i mean learning but then um, i remember once uh, one brother he called me up and he told me he's going to cross train delhi like he wanted to go and i was like take me along i want to try i want to learn as well no so and then we both went and then i got my ass handed to me by a small kid and that's yeah. that's what i realized what what i was doing was whatever i was doing was not anything so that's how my journey started cross train uh, fight club in delhi that's how it started Okay, so did, did you continue in cross train after taking that trial class like how did yeah. that progress i did so yeah i just because like i wanted to be able to do what that guy did to me so i kept going like i think i used to go um twice a week in the starting because my college was uh, like an hour or two away so only weekends i would come train and i would i'd leave so i think i didn't even realize when i started progressing you know it was never like it was the only thing i would i would look forward to in, in the whole week that was the only thing i looked forward to so i didn't realize how like i i never really thought i would get into it that like how i am right now so yeah it, it all just i'm saying it, it all just happened <laughs> i didn't realize okay so so did your decision to compete also like okay come with the flow or was that something that you purposely took up yeah so yeah i mean i always wanted to compete but like i when i never really got the chance to i think for the first 3 4 months but then uh, the our gym crossen was um, having an in house competition so i asked coach siddharth i i went up to him and i was like coach i think i should complete compete do you think i will be able to and he said of course <laughs> So I said okay so I filled my name and that's how it started my first match I got on board both hands <laughs> uh-huh. yeah so that's how it started and I like I realized um that the whole 10 minutes of the competition I don't remember a single thing I don't even remember like one second of it it was just an adrenaline dump <laughs> so yeah that, that that's um i realized i should be like calm in that in that moment no not like try to go all out and it it taught me a lot of things that's why i love the aspect that aspect of competing okay. so so you competed as well you competed outside crossen as well so yeah. what led to the opening of your gym in back in your home state like what was that trigger so um me and coach that we will always have a talk just like normal talks about me opening up a center here and both of us we like didn't really like both of us like kind of were like at least i should be able to like win gold in the nationals or at least be a blue belt before i start all this so it was always in the back of my head because like the like i said the reason was what i just told you know so as soon as i won um, the nationals in 2018 and that only uh, i started like competing outside india as well with my team and that's when i got my blue belt also so then like yeah then i started getting a little serious you know so, like planning planning everything with coach said with uh, with a lot of people 
Okay, so what was that first step that you took? Like you had that plan in place, you <laughs> talked to Coach Sid. What was that first step that you take after that? Uh, the first step I took was um, look for a, a, a place, actually. So luckily we we were like constructing a building. So I uh, like I told them to at least give me one floor so that I can, I can like, open an academy. So that was the first thing I did. And luckily at that time, uh, Rajiv Khati, um, uh, he like he helped me a lot. So he was also opening a gym in Gurgaon. So luckily, like all I had to do was be with him. Like whatever I wanted to know, he would be there. So, so that's yeah. First step was that and Rajiv Khati. Mm -hmm. So what was the reaction of from your family? Like when they heard that you are opening a gym in the in your home state. <laughs> so the. They, I think, in a way, they were uh, nervous. Ki if it'll if it'll be successful or not, if people are going to like react properly or not, and also a bit happy because I I was outside for a long time. You know, I was never home. So in a way, I think they wanted me back home as well, and kind of nervous because it was it, it was a very new thing in Arunachal. Okay, so did you have that in in the back of your head, like? This uh, there's a lack of awareness of about the sport when you open the gym, or like what was the scene in Arunachal when you opened the gym? So a lot of people uh, were uh, aware of MMA. I think I think a lot of them used to watch even before I used to watch. So I got I got really good response. But then you will always find people like I think 80% of the people here they don't know what MMA is still. Mm -hmm. So that 80% it's it's kind of hard to explain to them as well, you know, because I think here it's always been all the traditional martial arts, and you you had, you'd never heard of Muay Thai, you'd never heard of Jiu Jitsu, so it's still hard sometimes. Like I'll have to sit and explain properly everything, so it's still slowly. I think once we have I think events here, once we start having events here, I think that will be a, create a lot of awareness and maybe, maybe even. A lot of potential fighters. Uh, so, was that like one of the challenges that you faced, like creating awareness, and were there any other hurdles that you faced while opening the gym? Um, yeah, there, there, there were. The, the main thing was, uh, it, it doesn't, it's not really that bad, but the, mm -hmm. but the arrangement of stuff, you know. Like where to keep where, what to keep where, like how to utilize the space properly, all that, and um, that was I think one. And about creating awareness, yeah, I thought I had created enough awareness because I was uh, luckily uh, I was giving interviews in the local uh, scene as well, and then even uh, somehow we got good publicity. So I real I thought key people know, and I didn't even like advertise much. No, I I should have <laughs> retrospectively I should have, but I didn't. So even now people come up to me and they're like, I never knew this was here. That's oh, you didn't. I, I thought I thought I did enough, but I'll have to work on that. Yeah. So it's still an issue. Awareness is still an issue. Yeah. So you probably had your first batch once you opened. So how did that first batch come to you? Like, did they see the news in the local news or whether your contacts itself? Okay, so that that's a very good question. Uh, so even before I, I opened the gym, during the construction phase only, a few people 
came up to me and they're like, uh, I, I heard you opening an MMG gym. Is this it? I'm like, yes, yes. And then they'd start helping me, you know. So they, I think three, four people like that, they started helping me even before the gym was completed. Mm-hmm. So that's how they wanted, like they were really eager, you know, to, to start to start MMG. So they, yeah, they were my first batch, I think around 30, 20, 30 people. They were my first batch. And luckily, first day, Coach Siddharth also came. So they got to see real Jiu-Jitsu. And Ning is there. So they got to see real Muay Thai. So the first batch, they, they performed really good. Still now, I think some of them are helping us take classes. And some of them have won in their debut fights and all. So yeah, first batch is still doing really good. I hope I hope they'll do better next time. Okay, so you talked about Ning, and uh, I also seen that Anil Mehta came there. Yes, uh, Munejit came there. So uh, how like how important do you think is bringing like experienced fighters like them to create a culture, create the skills? I think it's the it's the one thing you should not stop doing, you know, because people get used to. Uh, what you are teaching them and what you are teaching them is not even 10% of what is out there. Mm-hmm. You know, and everyone has a different style. Everyone has a different concept mm-hmm. and bringing other people with that much experience to the state at this stage where it, they're just kids now in, in, in the sense of learning. So at this stage, they're getting to meet these guys. They're getting to see what they've gone through. They're getting to see how they're doing what. So I think it really helps, and the Anil Bhaiya and um, Punyajit and all, Siddharth sir and all, it's like, we get to see how fast the students are going. You know, if they've been with us for a month and then they just do a camp for a week with them, I can see like 50% more improvement on them. You know? So that's a really good thing. I, I really, I keep, I keep trying to bring new people in. You know? I think, yeah. It's it's really important. It's the, it's the it's the one thing you should not stop doing. Okay, so from what I understand, like you you are very close to Ningugoi. So how yeah. how what's the relationship between you guys and like how did you come across each other? Ning Ning is my brother from another mother. <laughs> so <laughs> what happened is uh we um, I think in 2017 I guess or 18, Anil Bhaiya was going for his uh, world championship in Mexico. So we were helping him like, we were helping anil Bhaiya train in uh, delhi so he had invited ning from i think ning was i think in south south india somewhere so he brought in ning as well and that's how we met and we started talking and i realized he went to college here in itanagar like, <laughs> we're from the same place then so that's how we, we kept in contact and every time like me and ning even if he was in thailand i was here we would always be in contact and we'd, we would always be planning on opening a gym here, you know? So, yeah. Okay, so uh, coming to the MMA circuit in Arunachal, we briefly touched, touched upon that. How yeah. do you think it's growing and like, what's the current state of the whole situation? So, uh, there are actually, uh, I think, a few MMA gyms here now. Uh, in Itanagar, though, it's uh, only Abra is here, but in the neighboring cities, in the neighboring towns, sorry, there are a few up-and-coming gyms, uh-huh. and I, I think just just one just one event will like help it spread like a wildfire, you know. 
So we've been, been planning on doing events here and so that more people get to know what MMA is, more people get to train what MMA is, and maybe even make a living out of it someday. So what's your take on the whole uh, MMA as a whole in the Northeast region? So we have been seeing a lot of fighters like Roshan was Roshan is there. There are a lot of people from Nagaland, and of course, you guys are opening up a gym. So how's the growth of MMA in Northeast in general? Oh, uh, it's 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 been amazing to see how Northeast MMA is doing. It's like its own its own subculture in the MMA scene. No, like, you you will know like those fights are going to be like fights, you know, something you enjoy. And the thing is, the crowd here, I think, is also more educated on, on fighting. Okay. So you get to see lots of people in the crowd. You, you, you feel the vibe, you know, you, you hear screams and all. You feel the vibe. So Northeast MMA is only, it's going to be like so much more. It's going to be, it's going to be something else in the coming few years. Like all the, all the states I've, I'm seeing currently, how they're uh, competing how they're progressing and they, they are on a whole different level now. Only good things are for the notice and scene. Okay, so so I think shortly after you opened the gym, like the COVID pandemic hit. So yeah. how did that impact the gym and like the whole uh, training that you had? So, yeah, I think after six or seven months of opening, yeah, we had to go to a lock, lock, go into a lockdown. Mm-hmm. Um, it did, it did have a big impact on the business because um, I think we were in lockdown for almost nine months or eight months. I mean, we were at gym was closed for eight or nine months. So I didn't like really, yeah, it was, it was not, I mean, there was no income. So you couldn't even go out to train only, you could only like work out at home. And I don't really like working out at home. So, yeah, so I, I grew fat. <laughs> I grew fat. Lockdown. That's why uh, after lockdown opened, only like I think the the publics, uh, the the people, more people started to come in. No, I think because they got more into fitness. Uh, for some reason, I think lockdown made people more aware about fitness. No, so after after lockdown, only more people have started coming in. Still coming in. Okay, cool. So, so you got a gym in place. You got a set of fighters there. What yeah. about your competition career? Like, what's the next plan for you as a competitor? So, yeah, I'm. I've been like, I had in my head, I I planned that for one year I would at least like not compete and just mm-hmm. bring bring try to like, yeah, make uh, teach as many fundamentals as possible. So then I just started, I think, competing. I was about to compete in the uh, leverage this time. And I, was, I even reached Delhi and I was training there. But then again, lockdown happened in Delhi. So I had to leave and the event got postponed. So yeah, even I still have to compete. I want to compete. I've been planning on going uh, going out and try to like find some stuff as well. So as soon as lockdown ends, my my, yeah, I'll, I'll try to compete a, a little more. Okay, so what's the future plan for the academy now? Like, do you can't, uh, plan on expanding or do you uh, plan on creating more fighters? Like, what's the focus currently on the future plans? Uh, yeah, currently I have like, not no plans on expanding because I want because I won't be able to give my uh, full attention to the like in, if there's more. 
So I want my attention, not even, not only mine, mine, Ning's, everyone who comes attention and focus on just one place, you know, in just one place. So that's why I just have one center. Now people have been asking me to expand, but maybe in the future, not now. So because even the fighters are there currently, um, I think we have four or five fighters and they're performing really, really well, in, even in the gym. They're performing really well and they just need a platform now to, to like, for their own experience as well and to, to grow as well. Uh, do you want to like have a small introduction of the fighters that you have currently? Like, oh yeah, sure, sure, sure. So there's uh, um, we have we have uh, there's one guy who won last time, uh, mm -hmm. Monda Sangno. Mm -hmm. There's one guy who won again in in Bidanga. His name is uh, Nisham Wai. Mm -hmm. Then we have uh, this uh, one girl who won in the thing. Uh, a, uh, sorry, a, ADCC. She won mm -hmm. gold. My name is Jyoti Ryamuk. Mm -hmm. Then we have Mr. Tejom Jini. Then we have Joram Tamen. Yeah, so they are all up and coming fighters. So maybe you'll hear their name again someday. Soon, soon, hopefully. So yeah. uh, before we close, just have two, two more questions for you. So the first yeah, one sure. would be like, what's your take on the growth of MMA in India? Like, where do you see it going in the coming years? Yeah, so I, I won't say I've been in the Indian MMA scene for the longest time. I think it's been six, six years, I think six years. <laughs> So, but the thing is, events back then, if you remember, where you used to take place, I don't know at what, sometimes, sometimes in a, in a mandir, I think once we had one in a mandir. <laughs> so, we, so seeing that and seeing the, the events being held now is like, it's like a day and night difference, you know. So if this is what happened in just five, six years, I can't imagine how it'll be in the next five, six years. You know, we will have a very good platforms, very good fighters. And yeah, I see I see Indian MMA to be the next big thing. I won't lie. Okay, cool, cool. So uh, the last question I have for you that you are someone that competed nationally and internationally as well. So for the upcoming athletes, like what would be an advice that would be from you? Uh, my advice would be, I'm no one to give advice, please. Stay. Uh, my, my advice would be to uh, to like to have an open mindset to learning. You know, if you try to if you want to improve, you you should uh, work towards it. You know, like have proper goals in mind. Each each class, each session, have a goal in mind. What you want to do, and just keep doing that, even if you are getting caught in something else. You know, don't don't have so much ego that you, you would you don't like want to learn something new and you're just sticking to your old game plan so always be open to learning something new and keep competing because there's nothing else you know like nothing else comes close to what you feel when you compete so train hard and always compete that that's the only thing i'll say awesome so Higyo, thanks a lot for taking time out in this Thank you so weekend much. for this interview so Looking forward to seeing your fighters in the action and also seeing you in action soon. So hopefully we'll talk soon. Okay, thank you so much, bud. Thanks. Thank you so much. Bye.